Hola y bienvenidos. I'm your host, Moya, a Latinx creative driven by love and curiosity. Thank you so much for tuning into Medavida Podcast, a wellness space and tool to utilize within your wellness journey. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Hello, hello, and thank you again for tuning into this episode. And if you're new here, I just really appreciate you giving this podcast a try, and I hope you stick around. I definitely have some more fun topics to talk about. Today's topic in particular is actually one that I've talked about on my former podcast, Just Life and Lessons Learned, except my take on it has evolved a little bit, and I also added some new things onto the conversation and I also organized it a little bit different. Now, I love talking about sex. I really do. I love having conversations about sex in a respectful, fun, considerate, and loving manner. I'm not the biggest fan of raunchy conversations in regards to sex. I'm not the biggest fan of speaking about sex in a pervasive manner. So if you're looking for content to sort of nourish the way that you conceptualize or define sex, this is definitely the episode for you and I invite you to stick around and just nourish yourself with a different perspective and a little bit of insight as to the world of sex. Whether or not you are an experienced person or you don't really have much experience with sex with yourself or with others, I just want to invite you to stay and tune in as we talk about sex. And sex, although normalized, it's still such a weird topic to talk about. Now, the big question is why? And just a quick disclaimer before I continue on talking about this topic, I am referring to sex within the realm of consensual sex. So for the most part, when I'm talking about things, when I'm bringing up concepts, I am talking about the act of consensual sex. Now I'm going to go back to what I was talking about. My take on this, why it's so weird to talk about sex, is that it's due to the misconception revolving sex in society so the act of sex and what comes with it is believed to be defined as one thing the belief that sex is penetrative or it's just not sex at all if there isn't a penis entering a vagina it does not count as sex if you had an orgasm then the sex was considered good and if you didn't orgasm then it's bad sex Even then, there's this weird standard within the idea of sex, followed by this connotation of sex being dirty if not done under the right religious circumstances, or it's too vanilla if one's preferences with sexual pleasure is considered quote-unquote basic in regards to positions and location. So yeah, sex can bring forth a lot of feelings, doubt, confusion, especially if you don't necessarily fall into the spectrum of male and female sex. With that said, from my experience with sex, sex is definitely subjective. There are many ways to experience sex and sex is contingent on the pleasures and the intentions of each consenting individual. And this is why some people are sexually compatible while others aren't. So when I first started to ponder on this topic, I was in the shower and I really wanted to hone in on what I perceived to be true when it came to sex. 
the great question that was brought up to me a long time ago was whether or not having multiple partners all at once or in the course of time was a bad thing. And as a former Christian, no longer Christian, I know my fellow Christians, you're probably disappointed, um, but my spiritual beliefs and religious ties are something that are very sacred to me and I'm going to keep it. I'm going to keep it like that for as long as I can, but as a former Christian, I was taught to believe that saving myself for marriage was an act of love towards my future husband. Although when I was younger, the thought of that seemed ideal, it also brought a lot of shame when it came to sensations I began to feel as I explored myself and just explored life in general, got to know people, got to connect people. Ironically, <laughs> this belief of saving myself for my husband also put me in a position where I said yes to sex with someone knowing I wasn't comfortable with it because sex was something I didn't fully understand yet. All I knew was basically the limited information that the church was trying to share with us or chose to share with its youth. So I was under this impression that allowing another person, another man, to put their penis inside me was the way to prove my desires to have them stay or to want to have a future with them, to have forever. I was in a very vulnerable state of mind that was very easily taken advantage of. Now to answer the question I mentioned earlier, after reflecting on my consensual experiences with past partners, I came to this realization that having multiple partners is not necessarily a bad thing, but I also don't believe it's necessary. What I do believe though is that many of us, regardless of age, spiritual backgrounds, or cultural beliefs, a lot of us go unprepared when engaging in sexual interactions. And this is because we get into it with people who don't align with or understand the way that we receive and think of sex. Honestly, most people don't even sit to think about what sex is to them, including us. Majority of us just stick to the basics of penetrative sex, but we don't stop to think that sex is a form of connection, whether that's to yourself, to others, or to whatever and whoever you are choosing to connect with in the moment. Hence why sex, in essence, is subjective. While you may have an intention to connect with your sexual partner when engaging in sex, they may just want to connect with sensations that bring a physical orgasm. While you're interested in sensual explorations, they may just want to stick to what they know to make them climax in the act of it. Is that necessarily a bad thing? Not really. It's just wise to understand or be aware that what sex is to you may not be considered sex to me and may very well be too much sex for someone somewhere. The act of connecting through physical intimacy with someone who wishes to do so equally is nothing to be ashamed about. I think that's beautiful, honestly. A mutual agreement or understanding between two or more people who are striving for the same thing, the same goal. I love that. And it's just as beautiful to connect with multiple people with compatible rooted intentions. Your desire to wait for someone whose idea of sex aligns with yours is also nothing to be ashamed about. In my personal opinion, that's definitely the route that I prefer to take. To continue with that, having multiple partners can provide opportunities for you to reflect on your preferred forms of pleasure 
But to be honest, this discovery could be done alone as well. And doing it solo can sometimes be a little bit funner, especially when you're at the beginning stages of it. Discovering how you wish to receive and provide pleasure can be done solo with one person or multiple. It all just comes back to comfortability and also your intention. So no, it's not wrong. But what does seem wrong though is trying to force someone into compromising their comfortability with sex in order to submit into what you want in the form of pleasure and vice versa. Here's a hard and uncomfortable truth. That is honestly a form of sexual coercion, I can't really pronounce that word, <laughs> or manipulation. It's honestly violating and it's really insensitive and you should definitely be aware of that whether it's happening to you or whether you are doing it to other people. Now let's talk about hookup culture and this term of sexual liberation. Hookup culture, from what I've seen and have been confided with by those who've fallen into it, is mostly made up of very confused collective with very little to no understanding of what true sexual liberation looks like. Many of these individuals, mainly teenagers, which is crazy to me, engage in sexual acts to receive validation of some sorts and fill voids they don't fully understand yet due to an avoidant nature honestly and you know maybe even a lack of awareness that's honestly not liberation it's more so an obsession with pleasure or an ideology of pleasure that acts as a distraction from a sensation that is being suppressed what is that sensation i don't know i'm assuming it's different for everyone all in all, this era of hookup culture is just a choice to view sex without respect, without true consent, without satisfaction, and I know that's triggering to some people when I say that's a choice, and you know, I'm sure there are many factors to quote-unquote blame for influencing this kind of behavior, but the gist of hookup culture is immersed in shame and entitlement rather than pleasure, gratitude, and appreciation. So what is sex to me? For one, it's sacred. Sacred in the sense of being a spiritual experience, but I believe everything to be spiritual. To me, sex is a vulnerable connection through pleasurable sensations and sensual appreciation. It's intimate touch and a projection of sensual energy towards my partner, in my case, my husband. This is pleasure that can be felt without vaginal penetration from the person involved. An orgasm is a deep-rooted satisfaction stimulated by connection, not necessarily penetration. In essence, it's an orgasm that lingers on even after sex is done. Just a quick trigger warning. With my evolved belief of sex, what would be deemed as my first time having sex is actually inaccurate. What I allowed to happen didn't come with pleasure, connection, or sensuality. It was honestly an act of misconstrued perspectives on sex. The intention I had when going into it was rooted in fear of losing someone and guilt of making someone feel undesired. I'm gonna be honest, I actually don't remember my first time simply because it wasn't memorable. It wasn't necessarily traumatic. I was just 
disconnected and just focused on letting someone finish a task because I needed to check off some boxes. Now, fast forwarding in reference to a later time in my life, my experience with sexual assault is also not defined by my definition of sex. Redefining sex is true sexual liberation. What happened to me as a victim of sexual assault was simply someone taking advantage of me and violating my body. It was not sex. To me, sex is enjoyable, sex is pleasurable, and sex is explorative. Now, another question that gets brought up when the topic of sex takes place is how to talk to your partner or partners about exploring new things in regards to sex. Now, this one is fun. I love talking about sex, as I mentioned before, and honestly, communication is the first step and understanding is what follows. Many of us stop at communication, but creating an understanding that the desire to explore something new may or may not be enjoyable is definitely the key in ensuring a new experience ends or continues on a good note. Now, for those of you who are really curious, you know that curiosity does not always end in pleasure. Sometimes it comes with disappointment or feelings of discomfort. And this is to be expected. Let's say your partner is interested in pleasing you in a position that requires a lot of strength and flexibility. You're intrigued by the idea and you tell them you're down to try. But this is also a good time to also express, you know, if I feel uncomfortable, I'm going to tell you to stop. Or if you know you have a hard time speaking up during sex, you can always ask your partner to check in on you frequently as you're trying something new, maybe trying to look out for cues of discomfort. And I know these conversations may not be very sexy, but regardless of that, it is very necessary to have a sexy time. It's sexy because it creates a safe space where you are allowed to stop at any point in time. Beyond that, your partner also understands that if you need to stop, it has nothing to do with them or their performance, but you're simply not into the flavor of this new experiment and that's it. It's also important to know you can always say no and your no should always be honored, respected just as you honor and respect the boundaries of your partner or your partners. And this is why to acknowledge that sex is uniquely defined by every individual is honestly a sure way to remove being offended when you're told no. Understanding that you are not entitled to pleasure at the expense of someone else's discomfort is also a sure way to remove being offended by your partner's discomfort with something when trying something new or even just trying something that is your typical norm. It's also important to give yourself permission. Give yourself permission to leave. If you don't like someone's boundaries, you can always remove yourself from the matter and you can allow that person to connect with someone who aligns with their wants and needs while you move on and you connect with someone who aligns with yours. Oftentimes, we feel like sex is this forever bond, this attachment, and things as such and although there is a bond that is created there it's also important to know when to walk away from a bond of any kind 
I want to share a little bit more about how I came back to enjoying sex after experiencing sexual trauma. I'm not going to get into details about sexual trauma necessarily, but I know that sometimes it is uncomfortable for some people, hence why I did state that trigger warning earlier. So just to reiterate, I am not a medical professional. This is simply what I did to rebuild my relationship with sex. As I mentioned before, I got to a space where I redefined sex, or at least I verbalized through writing, so I conceptualized (laughs) how I wish to define sex. Time, understanding, and communication can be essential in the healing process, at least it was for me. I gave myself a lot of time before having sex again, after realizing how damaging my relationship with sex was. So after redefining it, I waited for someone who shared the same values of sex and was willing to understand my boundaries, my desires, and my explorative nature. I knew I didn't want to settle. I knew I didn't want to fall into these habits of just having sex and feeling feelings of dissatisfaction or, you know, just a lot of icky feelings. And I also allowed myself to write about it. I think therapy is great and physically, verbally, talking to someone about your experience can help, but in my case, I found a lot of difficulty talking about my traumatic experience because it honestly came with a lot of shame. As much as I knew logically that it wasn't my fault, I couldn't help but feel icky and shame and embarrassed about the situation. So. When I wrote about my experience to myself, I felt that there was no one judging me in that moment and I was allowed to be honest with what happened. In turn, I was also able to validate my own experience and provide myself with love and compassion as needed. So understanding myself also made it easier to help my partner understand me as well. So a lot of times when we experience sexual trauma, sexual assault, we in a way blame ourselves we feel a lot of shame and i think a lot of that has to do with this virginity ideology and purity culture because it's typically rooted in prejudice against those who choose to endeavor a different path and it's also rooted in an inability to understand those who have been forced to experience a series of acts that society deems shameful It's a little sad, a little disappointing. I can see how it can be discouraging. There was a saying that I heard once and it said, while guilt is defined as I did something wrong, shame is defined as I am wrong, I am unworthy. Hence why purity culture brings forward feelings of shame. They deem those who didn't abide by a selected structure unworthy of something they deem rewarding. And it's kind of sad that a lot of us are affected by it, but it's the reality of things. I honestly love exploring topics like this. They help me grow as a person by providing an opportunity to understand myself better. And as a mother to a daughter, it also helps me gain a lot more wisdom and knowledge to be able to guide her in the future because as a girl she is going to encounter a lot of things when it comes to sex in the same manner that i encountered things 
As for if we had a son, then my husband could probably relate to him a lot better. So today I would honestly like to invite you to ask yourself, what is sex to you? How do you define it? How have you explored sex in your life, whether that's with yourself, with past partners, with the current partner or partners, and also what makes you feel pleasurable sensations and what can you do to ensure that you are staying true to yourself in the realm of connection, sensations, and pleasures. And before I tune off, I want to say that saying no is staying true to your body's yes, and that matters. You matter. Thank you once again for tuning into today's episode on Meda Vida podcast. May you receive what you need and discover the why within your wants. If you'd like to keep up with more content, follow me on Instagram at Gonmoya, which is spelled K-O-N-M-O-Y-A. Oh, and if you enjoyed today's episode, leave a review. I will catch you on the next one. Bye.